Welcome to the Live Your Wildest Life podcast. I'm your host, Gabriella Wilder, certified mindset coach and personal development junkie. I'm a positivity queen and a huge advocate for living your wildest life. Here's to us girls, the dreamers, the doers, the ones that live unapologetically and always want more. Each week, I'll be dishing out quick mindset tips and interviews with people who are following their dreams and living their wildest life. If you want to learn what it takes to go from broken babe to boss babe, you are in the right place. It starts with your mindset and a whole lot of spiritual tools that we will be sharing too. Now, are you ready to stop letting fear hold you back? Take charge of your life and start living the wildest version of it. Ready, set, let's do this. This episode is sponsored by my new offer, Wilder Workshops. Wilder Workshops are a curated collection of monthly workshop topics to help you tap into your highest self, and master spirituality, intuition, manifestation, and more. I have a sale going on right now for Black Friday until Sunday, November the 29th for $20 off each of our December workshops or $66 off the bundle of all three workshops. The amazing thing about Wilder Workshops are they are live virtual workshops where you will get to learn and immerse yourself in the content information and ask questions in real time. And the bonus is you get lifetime access to all of the recordings so you can watch them over and over and over again. The three December workshops that we have lined up are Oracle Cards 101. Learn how to choose your deck, connect with your deck, ask the proper questions, and really just begin to trust your intuition and trust the messages you're receiving from your Oracle deck. The next workshop is all about creating your own smudge sticks and how to combine certain herbs and flowers in order to create potent energy smudge. And then the third one for December, which will be a couple of days before my birthday and I'm so excited about it, is the vision board and vino workshop so if you've seen my instagram if you've seen the wilder wall that i record all of my reels and instagrams in front of i will be dishing on how i created that the best way that you could create that for yourself and really just how to create a vision board that actually manifests for you These workshops will be held monthly with different topics and I will be bringing in experts as well and I'm so excited to begin offering Wilder workshops to you. Um, More information is in the show notes so that you can check out the December offerings and get the December promo for the Black Friday for all three December workshops. Happy Wilder Wednesday, babes. I am so excited for this week's episode. I had the pleasure of interviewing Rachel Astarte, who is a transpersonal psychotherapist and life coach. She is the author of the book, Celebrating Solitude, How to Develop and Honor Your Highest Self. 
and the host of the podcast, Self Talk with Rachel Astarte. Honestly, guys, we got into so much during this episode. I could not wait to share it with you. I know that I learned so much from this and even just creating a solitude practice for myself and really what that means. We talk about shamanism. We talk about drum circles. Literally, she does everything and we talked about it all. So I'm so excited to bring this episode to you and I'm so excited to introduce you all to Rachel and to the importance that she shares about connecting with yourself, connecting with your higher self, and really just taking time each day to connect. So welcome, Rachel. I am so excited to have you on this week's episode. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. So for the listeners that don't yet know you, don't yet know who you are, what you do, and everything that you're involved in, could you just introduce yourself and give us a little backstory of like how you got started and all of the things that you that you do, because literally the list is so long um, and it's so incredible. Uh, thank you. Um, yeah, so I am a transpersonal psychotherapist and a transformational life coach. Um, I'm also a writer and a professor and um, I do voiceovers. I've had a long background in, in the arts, which is how I originally got started. Um, I actually got started in comedy um, as uh, um, a sketch comedy writer and performer. And I was, you know, doing acting in the city, in New York City. Um, so I have a big arts background. Um, I used to write poetry and, and all that kind of thing. So the arts is really what got me into um, connecting with other people, which was and is my main purpose, I think, in life is to, is to connect. And, um, but around, I would guess it was about 2012, I launched my life coaching business and that was wonderful. I, I really loved doing it and um, I really loved helping people, but I found that I wasn't helping people as deeply as I wanted to. So then I went back to school and got my master's in marriage and family therapy and uh, eventually became a licensed psychotherapist in New York state. Um, so I offer um, a more, I would say more well-rounded um, and well, hence transpersonal therapy for people. And so uh, what is transpersonal therapy might be the question, you know? Yeah. So um, really transpersonal therapy uh, is about a holistic approach to mental health. Uh, it really incorporates mind, body, and spirit. So um, human beings are not just their minds, you know? So when we look at therapy, people often think of, well, there's something wrong with me and I got to get it fixed. Then I got to go see a therapist. But um, it's much more than your mind. You know, we're, we're such beautiful, complex beings that um, there's so much more that we're made of. And uh, so it, uh, transpersonal psychotherapy really deals with working with the mind, working with your body, uh, doing somatic work, as well as your spirit and how all three of them have to work in conjunction for you to feel fully whole, you know? Um, 
transpersonal psychotherapy has been around since the 1960s. Um, Abraham Maslow, uh, Victor Frankl, um, Carl Jung actually started the interest in uh, in the self, in individuating, which is uh, to combine your conscious and your unconscious and, and synthesize them into a, an actual being. And of course, that incorporates a lot of your your spirit as well. So, um, and that, and he's established his work in the, in the early 20th century. So um, it's been around for a while. Um, but yeah, so, so my approach is very much uh, integrating mind, body, and spirit with my patients and, and helping them to develop what I call the foundation of self, which is uh, really necessary to negotiate um, any conflicts that might arise in our life. So that was going to be my next question was, what is the foundation of self? What does that mean? What does that relate to? I know you speak about it a lot. Mm -hmm. um, for someone who's like, I've never heard that term before. I have no idea what that means. Um, mm -hmm. Just a little info more on that foundation of self. Yeah. So the foundation of self is basically, well, who am I? What am I doing here? Um, what why is it so difficult to um, just be who I am or find out who I am? So the foundation of self is really, how are you showing up in the world? Um, what does it mean to be you? One of the beautiful things about being human is that there, there are so many different types of people and each one of us is beautifully unique. So yes, of course, you know, I talk a lot with, with patients about the interconnectedness of everything. So, you know, that's a paradox. Well, if we're all interconnected, why am I so special and different? Because you have to be, you are, of course you are. There's no Gabriella except Gabriella. You can't be anyone other than who you are. There's no Rachel, but Rachel. So that. when we look at the foundation of self, what we're trying to do is find out what is your spark? What is your vital essence? Where is the strength in that? Because we all have it. We all come from, okay, we'll do a little physics now. We all come from the same place. If you think about how life came into being um, in, our, in our cosmos, you know, the, the, the great, the, the big bang, right? Um, started everything. We're all connected in that way. Um, and if we want to take the spiritual side of it, well, what caused the Big Bang? Well, we don't know, but we know it was something pretty incredible and something mysterious and wonderful and full of love and creation. And we're connected to that because we are the, the, the children of that. So when we, when we take that as the, as the first step toward creating a foundation of self, when you realize, oh my goodness, I came from this great mystery. I hold that spark of great mystery within me. That's a beautiful place to start. So the foundation of self is, first of all, to remember where you came from, remember where your home is and how we all came from that place. And so each of us has that potential to, to tap into that, that spark of, of mystery and carry it within us. I love that. So I know that you are also um, a student of shamanic study. And so do you help clients access that through shamanic journeying, through the shamanic drumming that you do? Um, want to talk a little bit about like shamanism and how that 
kind of plays into all of the things that you do and how you tie that into the spirit aspect of um, your work? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, my my work with shamanism uh, is something that it's it's my spiritual path. So what I when I work with patients, what I say is this is what I do. Whatever your spirituality is, that's what we'll focus on. I certainly have patients who are interested in shamanic work. And then, yes, we definitely, I will, if they are not familiar with it already, I'll teach them how to journey. Um, I will do some shamanic healing through drumming, which is my modality. Um, of course, not anymore <laughs> because we're not able to really be in person, one unit you know, together. But once this all passes, uh, I, I intend to work with people one-on-one -on -one again. Um, in my studio, but um, but I can certainly teach shamanic journeying. Um, and and what is shamanism? So that's um, that's a spiritual practice. It's not a religion. It's a spiritual practice that's dated back forty thousand years. Um, in fact, many of of the religious practices today are are, are based in shamanic. Uh, practices. If we think about, for example, the four stations of the cross in Christianity, that's very similar to the four directions of uh, in, in shamanism. So when we call in the four directions, so there's a lot of of carryover and and, and bleeding into other practices, which is what's beautiful about shamanism because shamanism is really here for healing only. We heal ourselves, our loved ones, animals, the planet. We work with weather, but we work with the energy, or you may say the spirit of everything, whether it's sentient or non-sentient, everything has energy. And that's, I'm, I'm a bit of a scientist too. So I like to like, well, the, I love that. Yeah. So um, I, it keeps me from getting too woo-woo, you know what I mean? I mean, we're all about the woo on this podcast. So, I mean, I love having a different approach with like, this is it, but this is also the scientific that backs it. Cause I feel like just having the facts, mm -hmm. it brings, it makes that magic more magical. If that even makes sense. Well, absolutely. Because, you know, when I, I say like, I was talking with my, my 10 year old son about God and religion. And he said, well, science is my religion. And I said, that's beautiful. That's perfect. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, that, that there is a great mystery in science too with, scientists don't know everything and there is this beautiful unknown uh that i think speaks a lot to spirituality but so in in shamanic practice we're really connecting with energy spirit of of whatever it is we need to communicate with and you can do that with anything i'm right now i'm looking out my window at this beautiful tree and and i can speak with it you know i can i can feel its energy and it can feel mine. And, and that's just energetic exchange, which of course is also science. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, so, so uh, I will work with patients shamanically if they request that. Okay. Otherwise I, I will, and in fact, it's the, one of the first questions I ask when I do an intake is what's your, what's your spirituality? What, how do you align? And interestingly, a lot of people say, I don't know. I, I know there's something, but I want to, that's why I'm coming to you is I want to work on that. Mm. That is something I do with patients as well. Some people practice a specific religion and then we'll, we'll work with the spirituality in that. So it depends. 
I love that. I love that it's just so open and you're like literally just targeting the person's specific like soul and preferences and like what they relate to. So that's beautiful. It's, It's the, it's the, it's the same message, different language. I love that. Oh, um, what got you started on your shamanic journey? Like, how did you go from like being in school and getting those degrees to being like, this is also my path. And then going down the road of becoming a shaman and integrating that into your own life. How did you get the call? When did you get the call or just sort of what was going on, um, before you just took that in as a part of your life? Mm, I love that question because as I'm thinking of myself, I'm thinking of so many other people and, and their journeys too. I will specify, this is just something for me personally, a shamanic practitioner will never call themselves a shaman. Okay. That's for the community to decide. Got it. So you, so if you, I, there's a joke that in my training, like if someone calls themselves a shaman and they haven't been recognized by their community as a shaman, run, run, from right. Person, you know? right. So, but that's, I feel yeah. like that's why at the beginning I was like, you're a student of shamanic yes, studies yes, because perfect. I'm like, so, I don't know the lingo. Um, yes, no, of course. But, so it's, it's really important. And it's also, I don't want your listeners to feel that I, I am calling myself a shaman. Got it. I, I feel like that term is thrown around a yeah. lot. Um, so I'm really happy that you said that. Yeah. So, so what got me there? Well, what happened was that I, I fell into it as a child. Um, I, I grew up as we were speaking before we started upstate New York, like way upstate, um, near Canada. Yeah. Almost in the hood. Almost in my hood. That's right. Um, (laughs) I'm, I'm on the other side of, of the, the pond there. And, um, so I spent a lot of time outdoors. I spent a lot of time um, really connecting with nature. Uh, that's my specific area in, in shamanic work. Well, people would say, well, that's all shamanic work, but working specifically with plants um, and, uh, and weather and felt very connected as though I would, I would go out into my, my yard and my father had planted all of these, um, these pine trees and I would stand among them like they were my friends and hold their hands, you know, hold the, hold the branches and dance with them. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And so I didn't know that, that I was able to communicate in that way. I just, it seemed natural to me. And, I, and the reason that I got excited when you asked the question is I think a lot of people have that experience, you know, um, and that's one of the beautiful things about shamanism is that it's so universal, but so then I forgot about it, you know, because you become a teenager and all you want to do is, you know, go out and date and do those things. And, um, and it wasn't until my early forties, I think that I, I, uh, my a couple of friends had gotten into shamanic work and I thought, well, that's really interesting. Uh, but my spiritual advisor at the time, uh, and, and still is my spiritual advisor had said to me, have you ever about shamanism what do you think about shamanism I said well I don't know my friend does a lot of drumming but I I don't know much about it and then I started to look it up and I said oh my goodness this is what I've been doing my whole life so I think it's time for me to start formally training which I started I guess in about 2006 or 7 2007 so uh, and then I just threw myself into it and um and and that is 
that is the story. I love that. Oh, I love the, the image of you dancing with the trees. I could totally just picture that. That was beautiful. Um, okay, so I know that you've also written a bunch of books, uh, fiction and nonfiction, correct? Yes. Awesome. Okay, so let's talk about the book that you wrote called Celebrating Solitude. Um, I feel like alone time is not something that many people talk about and the importance of it. So uh, I'd really just love to hear your take on that and like what got you to write the book um, and just any practices that you speak about or any tips um, for anyone that just wants to create a practice of solitude and like how they can start with that. Yeah, that's, that's wonderful. Um, yes, Celebrating Solitude, How to Discover and Honor Your Highest Self. That's the, that's the full title um, available on Amazon. And um, the, the book came about in my, let's see, I guess in my mid to late thirties, uh, my father had just passed away. Uh, we were very close. Um, I had just ended a long-term relationship. Um, I'm in Manhattan on my own. Um, and it occurred to me, wow, I may be alone for the rest of my life. And I have to come to terms with that. I have to find a way to make my life livable and joyful, even if I'm going to be on my own. And so I just started making notes and notes and notes about how can I enjoy my own company. Um, and, um, and as I was doing that, I realized this might be helpful for other people. So I started compiling these notes um, in, into, into a book. And, uh, but it really, it really comes from the, what we were talking about earlier, the, the understanding that first and foremost, you come from the divine. You, there's nothing wrong with you, you know, because one of the first things, especially women think of is, I, I can't find a partner, there's something wrong with me, I'm broken. Nobody oh. loves me, right? <laughs> like, what's wrong with me? Yeah. So, um, and 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 that's just not true. It's just not true. And so the book really compiles uh, um, how to really re review, relook at your life in a way that is more um, uh, more holistic, but also self celebratory. You have a purpose here. There's something, you know, and, and I don't mean that you have to do some huge thing in order to make your mark in the world. Just by you being your highest self, you're contributing to the rest of the world. Every time you go out um, to the grocery store and you interact with, with the person at the cash register, or every time you talk to a friend on the phone, you're making a difference, you know? So what's solitude have to do with that? Well, we can't really fully learn who we are until we shut off the distractions. So in solitude, now it's really important to, to clear up a few definitions here. Solitude is not the same as isolation. Isolation is when you're shutting yourself off from the world because you can't handle it. Solitude is meant to be regenerative. It's plugging in to the source of your joy, your happiness, your bliss, to recharge your batteries so that you can go back out into the world and shine, right? Okay. So part of, 
In fact, in the book, after you're done with your solitude practice, you, you go out. It's, there's, a, there's a whole chapter on re-entry. You know? <laughs> so I feel I, like that, sorry to interrupt, but I feel I like that is like so needed, especially in a time like this. Because it's like, if you aren't in a relationship or if you aren't with a partner right now mm-hmm. and we're like going back, well, I know in Canada, we're like going back into stricter measures and there's going to yeah. be like probably another quarantine again where you're like stuck with yourself and I don't like to use the word stuck but that's sometimes what it feels like when you're alone and so I feel like this would be an amazing experience to take something that you really have no control over and then make the most of it so when we do get to go back out there you are your best self and you are channeling like channeling that higher self version of you yes absolutely that I love that yeah and so so that's another really, thank you for bringing that up. That's another really important point, especially now we've been given this gift. And I know it doesn't sound like that because it's such a horrible disease. I've been and, saying it from day one. I'm like, we right. all just need to like go back inward. This has been like, a, this has been a blessing for everyone to just like pause. Yep. Oh, yep. and stop the distractions and stop yes. going out. Now, this, this is the other part I wanted to bring up when we think uh, of solitude, a lot of us have a negative memory when what's the first thing your parents do when they punish you as a child, go to your oh, room, yeah. time out, go to your room yeah. by yourself. Think about the terrible things you've done and don't come out. What a terrible way to spend <laughs> your time alone. Right? So we need to undo that wounding yeah. you know? um, and, and realize that um, spending time with yourself, developing a relationship with yourself, there's one human being that's going to be with you from the day you're born to the day you die. And that's you. Yes. I've said so, that so many times. That, oh, I well, love that. Very smart woman. So the, the point is we have to develop this beautiful relationship with ourselves for a number of reasons, but primarily so that we can negotiate the ups and downs of life with a partner at our side. This, this is, this is what the solitude practice is about. So what is a solitude practice? That sounds so heavy, right? It can be two minutes, two hours, two days, whatever works for you in your life, but it's a dedicated time for you to do something that gives you joy. That's it. And it's only for you and no one else is involved. So that could be meditation. It could be doing some kind of a craft like knitting. Um, for, in some cases, it could be reading, but I think reflection is also really important. It could be journaling, uh, doing art of some sort, or even just talking to yourself, which is a favorite pastime of mine. <laughs> you know, um, having a little therapy session with yourself, uh, taking a walk in nature, taking a hot bath. What are some things that recharge you? So it could be anything. And and that's the beautiful part of the solitude practice is that you get to choose what it is and it'll be different every day or it won't depending on, on how you are. I'm a Virgo. I like to do the same thing every day. So it's how I keep my organization. I'm a Sag. If I do the same thing two days in a row, I'm like getting itchy. Yep. Well, nope. I'm rising. I know what that's all about. So I've got, I've got the organization and then I like spontaneity as well. So but, but the point is that creating this dedicated time that you commit to, um, and, and the, the, 
that's really important is that you make the commitment to do this. What's the point of doing that? The more you do it, and this is again, some little science, neuroplasticity, right? We can change the way our brain functions. When we dedicate two minutes, half an hour, whatever, two, uh, two hours, whatever time we can do, and it can be different every day. Over time, our, our mind begins to say, oh, I'm important. I'm worth taking some time out for, right? So the practical side of that is not all of us have, you heard that, that I have a child, right? So there are, there are obligations. If you have a partner, if you have a child, if you um, are living at home with your family and a lot of us are quarantining and there are lots of people around. So how do you do it? Um, you just do it. If you have a door to close, you have solitude. That's literally, okay. So I um, promote this thing called Magical Morning Method. It's one of my courses. And it's all about taking like minimum 10, 15 minutes every morning just for that time for you. Beautiful. And I always say to people, like, even if you have a family, even if you have a kid, wake up 10 minutes earlier, lock yourself in the bathroom. Nobody will bother you when you're in the bathroom and they don't have to know what you're doing behind that door, but just do it mm -hmm. because you'll never like that. Mm -hmm. I feel like time is a resource that we never get back. Yes. So absolutely. if you're not spending that time nurturing yourself, yeah. you can't give your best to other people. So absolutely. I love that. hundred percent. Something else about that. It's really important to how we approach a solitude practice. If okay. it's something like this sneaky thing that we do, Right. That nobody understands. It's you're still getting it done. But we're gonna have shame but, around it. Right. You're gonna have shame around okay. it. And and your loved ones and the people in your life are gonna be like, oh, she's doing that weird thing, you know, okay. <laughs> or he's doing that weird thing. So what I suggest for people who have children is to get them involved. Make it very clear. I'm doing my solitude practice. I will be in my room for 10 minutes. Right. I'll be in my room for 15 minutes. Would you like to do one as well? You know, why don't we do family solitude time? Everybody goes to a different corner of the room. Yeah. It doesn't always work out that well, you know, but, but it's an option. And, and this is true too. And here's the, me putting the therapist hat on. I love that. If, if you are a parent or you are a partner of someone, you're modeling for that person what it's like to do self-care. So, so don't sneak around about it. It's like just to sneak around, just let me get my 10 minutes. Yeah. Let people know what you're doing because it's putting it out there and it's normalizing uh, how important it is to have, have a relationship with yourself. I love that so much. Oh, thank you for sharing that. Um, okay. So, did you want to speak about anything else? Is anything else coming up for you right now that you're feeling called to share? Um, this is like your time right now. Yeah, oh, sure. And there is one thing that I think is really, really important, which is um, I, I can hear the people saying, but I don't want to spend time with myself because that's when I think. I start going over all the things that I'm doing wrong. I think that I'm going, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm there's a reason I watch Netflix. There's a reason I go to the gym. There's a reason, you know, that's why I'm freaking out in quarantine is because I don't want to do this. So I, I'm not going to, to sugarcoat it and say that some negative or, or difficult feelings might come up in your solitude practice or thoughts about yourself uh, that you don't like are going to come up. Of course they are. But why are they coming up? 
They're coming up because they feel safe. You're giving them a platform. And if we approach everything with love, if we approach self-development or self-care with love, then nothing that comes up in our solitude practice is, is an enemy to us. So I'll give you an example. If I'm sitting in my meditation and um, I'm really envious of my neighbor who just got a, a fancy new car, right? Um, and it's distracting me. And then I'm mad at myself for caring about a, a, a possession. Well, this is why I don't meditate. I, it's much better if I just either go buy myself a car or I, or I do something else or, or I you know flip around on Facebook or do something like that. Um, when you sit with whatever unpleasant feelings come up, they are like small children that just want your attention. They are yours. You know, we have one of the things about being fully human that's so wonderful is that we have the full range of emotions and feelings. Even the unpleasant ones are ours. Yeah. And all they want is our attention. So when you sit with uncertainty, which is a huge one right now, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't, we never do. But especially now, do you have a job next month? Will, will the pandemic ever end? Um, who's going to run America? No one has loss of control. Right yeah. So, so yes, absolute loss of control, which causes anxiety and causes depression. When you sit with the uncertainty and own it and take it in, like you would a child having a nightmare, right? And your, your listeners can't see I'm hugging myself right now. So when you take a child in who's having a nightmare, when you take the negative feelings and you bring them close to you and say, I see you, I accept you, and we'll get through this together. You know, I, I um, on my podcast, which is called Self Talk with Rachel Astarte, um, the, episode 22 is a self-alignment meditation, which teaches you how to sit with unpleasant emotions. You could do that during your solitude practice, I right? Love that. About 10 minutes. So the point is, don't be afraid of your thoughts because they are just part of who you are. If you approach them with love, if you accept them, but you don't identify with them, that's the big part, right? Then you can just let them be and they will pass. So when you hug a child who's having a nightmare, you don't tell them, okay, we're going to go get the monsters and dragons or whatever that was in your nightmare. You just say, no, I'm, this, this is really scary. Let me hold you. That's what our negative emotions want from us, just to be held. And then they'll dissipate and then they'll go off and do whatever they do. I love that. I've never heard it like put that way. So that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing. Absolutely. Um, okay. So if now's your time to kind of just like plug where people can find you, where they can work with you. Uh, definitely reshare the name of your podcast and the name of your book. Uh, I will include all the links in the show notes so everyone can just click very easily, but definitely just like where they can find you, where they can work with you um, and learn more about all the stuff you talked about today. Yes, thank you. Uh, sure. So uh, my website is rachelastartetherapy.com. So that's where you can read about me. That's where you can book a session, or find out anything you want to know. I will point out that apparently in Canada on your phone, you can't do that because the, the, the pages are, are not working. I'm going to work on that. 
but my phone number is there. And so you can always give me a call and you can also reach me at rachel at rachelastartetherapy.com. So please feel free to just, that's pretty much how you would reach out to me anyway. Awesome. Anybody who's interested in, in um, booking a session or, or um, you know, talking about or ha- answering any questions that I, that I can within, uh, within reason. Uh, my podcast is called Self Talk with Rachel Astarte, and that is basically what we've been talking about, how to develop that foundation of self. Um, and there, every topic is about, um, is about the self in some way. There are some meditations in there. There are some um, uh, how to work with anxiety, how to work with depression, um, how to get rid of negative self-talk, things like that. Um, Next year, which is kind of exciting, I'm going to start incorporating interviews like these into my podcast. So uh, until now, it's just been me talking. But what's great about them is that they're sound bites. They're all under 20 minutes. Love it. So people can just pop them in and, you know, while you're brushing your teeth or whatever you need to do. Um, And of course, the book, Celebrating Solitude, How to Discover and Honor Your Highest Self is available on on Amazon in all forms, Kindle and paperback and all that. Um, Yeah, I I think that's that's the list. But, you know, how to reach me and, and, and how to how to find more of my stuff that's out there in the ether. I love that. So again, guys, I'll be sharing all of that info in the show notes so that way you can just go ahead and reach out to her, buy her book and definitely take a listen to the podcast. Um, I know that for my meditation later on this afternoon, I'm going to be pulling up that episode that you had talked about. Yeah, that sounds absolutely. very exciting. Do self-alignment meditation. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so are you ready for some rapid fire questions? I think I am. Yeah. <laughs> okay so what is a daily practice or ritual that you have to do every single day no matter where you are who you're with you'd like make the time for it that's a great question um i do physical exercise every morning but i also i practice kundalini yoga so i do kundalini uh yoga and meditation every single morning without fail i love that um what is something recent that you've manifested oh that's a wonderful one Ah, I was thinking about a friend that I hadn't talked to in a long time. I was in the bathroom. I just got out of the shower and I was thinking about this person really intensely. And at that moment, he WhatsApped me. <laughs> so I think that counts as magic. Yes, 100%. It was very strange. I was just like, whoa, that was fast. <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. And it was lovely. Um, I hadn't talked to him for a bit. I love that. Uh, what book are you currently reading? Right now, I am reading, um, let's see, oh, Hold Me Tight by Sue Johnson. Uh, it's, a, it's a book about emotionally focused therapy, about couples therapy. It's a beautiful book for people, who, anyone who's in a relationship and wants to find out uh, about, um, it's basically about attachment uh, theory and how, okay. how it applies to relationships. Beautiful awesome. book. Awesome. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. What's your secret obsession? So something that not many people know about you. I am obsessed with comedy. I'm obsessed with comedy, particularly stand-up. There is not a stand-up show that I will not watch. I have been into comedy since I could speak. Um, and it is an absolute obsession. I have to, I have to have it. I think that comedians are holy people. I do. I love that. And I feel like because you live in New York, you have access to so many good shows. 
Yeah. It's, You're it's blessed. Thing. I love that. Thing. <laughs> um, who would you want to be stuck in a 10 minute elevator ride with? It's a toss up between Jesus and Margaret Atwood. Okay. <laughs> maybe both, both very good contenders. <laughs> yeah. Maybe five and five minutes of five minutes. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm throwing it back to MTV Cribs. And if I were to pull open your fridge right now, what would I find? You would find many stacks of tofu, um, lots of vegetables, and um, applesauce for my kid. Um, and what else? There's something really exciting in there that I just made. Oh, there's some kimchi in there, which I'm very Ooh. excited about. Yeah, I'm a big kimchi fan. Um, trying to think what else is in there. That's basically the okay. run. Yeah. I love that. Uh, and then what is your favorite stone or crystal? Oh, moonstone. Um, it's, it's a, again, I'm, 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 I go, moonstone and turquoise are, are my favorite things in the whole universe. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then a favorite quote or piece of advice that you've ever been given? Favorite quote or piece of advice I've ever been given. All right, I'll t- uh, yeah, I'll tell you, a, it's a brief story. Okay, of course. Um, when, when my father was dying, um, his student, who is a, is a poet, the poet Lee Young Lee, um, was with us when my father, in fact, it, my father's death date is actually tomorrow. So this is beautiful uh, to, to bring his spirit into this. When my father was dying, that was in 2001, Leung said to me that when his father was dying of cancer, his father said to him, um, you know, you and I aren't even father and son. In other lifetimes, I might've been your son or we might not have known each other or we might've had different relationship entirely. I found this to be a life changing way to look at relationships, particularly with family um, that we are really here as spirits having a human experience and how lovely it is to look at other human beings as being on their own path, whatever that might be. So the grief I was feeling about losing my father was when I, I was then able to look at it as spirit looking at spirit and how we're, we're all going to eventually go back home, you know, and, and, this is my father's journey. And I can, I can sort of, at least for the moment, detach my, my suffering from his journey. So that idea about, about all of us sort of being here to learn whatever lessons we need to learn. That was a, that was a beautiful teaching for me. I love that so much. Um, I am a past life hypnosis facilitator. So I am a big believer in um, past lives and just like, being with souls on different levels in different lives. Like um, I know that people in my family have been my child in a past life, have been a husband or like my wife in a past life. So um, that's very beautiful that you shared that. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. So I would really like to thank you for coming on today's podcast. That was incredible. And you definitely shared a lot, a lot of wisdom uh, that I think that all the listeners will get a lot from so thank you so much thank you Gabriella it was a real pleasure and um and uh I love that you have this platform it's a it's a beautiful thing to to share
Okay, guys, that episode was so good. Oh my gosh. I like even just listening back. Wow, so good. Um, okay, so for the weekly journal prompt for you guys, I want you to reflect and write down on how much you have changed in the last five years. And that can be physically, emotionally, mentally, um, how much has changed in your life? How much have you changed as a person? How much has the life you've created for yourself changed? The people you interact with change? How you interact with them? Just write it all down. And then I want you to look back and really just show yourself some gratitude for each step that you've taken on the journey to get to where you are exactly in this moment. Because so many things had to happen in order for you to get to this moment and be the person that you are in this moment. And so just taking that time to reflect on the past five years um, with a new year approaching, I feel like that's a really, really, really great practice. And then expressing gratitude for each thing that has come up, each thing that has moved you forward or held you back or shaped the way that you are showing up every single day, just expressing and showing gratitude for every single piece that is creating the puzzle of your life today. Oh, I love that. And then the weekly affirmation, um, I'm going to have two for this week. I feel like I felt called to share two and they really do uh, correspond with the episode and with Rachel's message and really just taking time to spend with yourself and have that solitude practice. And so um, the first affirmation for the week is I accept my gift of alone time. I accept my gift of alone time. And even just saying that out loud is so powerful because like Rachel was mentioning in the episode, alone time when we're children is viewed as we've done something wrong. But having alone time is a gift. Having alone time is a luxury. Having alone time is something that we should be grateful for and not something that we are scared of or that we don't make time for. So I accept my gift of alone time is such a great affirmation for this week. And then the second one is I am opening to the silence and stillness found within. I am opening to the silence and stillness found within. And I love that one. I love that one so much because you are saying that you're open. You are agreeing that you are making that time for that silence and that stillness and that you're not afraid of it. You're open to it. You are allowing it. And so I'm opening to the silence and stillness found within. Oh, those words are so powerful. So as always, I hope you guys write them down on a sticky note somewhere where you can see them throughout the day. Put them on your phone background so that way they can be your daily reminder. Maybe even set them up as an alarm that goes every couple hours on your phone or computer so that way you're being reminded. Um, those are the affirmations for the week. That is the journal prompt for the week. And 
that episode was the episode for the week. So I hope you guys loved it all. And as always, if you're not already following along on Instagram, um, that is where I hang out the most. That is where you can find me all the time, um, singing, making reels, and really just like sharing what's going on in the world of mindset and manifestation and spirituality and what I'm learning and what I'm teaching and just sort of everything um, that I am is on my Instagram and that's sort of my favorite place to hang out. So if you guys want to connect, if you want to learn more about Wilder Workshops, uh, definitely reach out like through your DMs. Um, and again, if you're listening to this episode and you loved it, take a screenshot of yourself listening and post it to your story and tag me, tag Rachel, and we'll definitely reshare and repost because I love seeing you guys listen to the episodes. You are the reason I record episodes every single week um, and I just want to keep doing that for you. So definitely share the love and maybe you'll get other people that will listen to the podcast as well and you guys can talk about it. Um, sharing what you're doing is one way to create relationships with people on commonalities you never even expected to have so um, definitely share the podcast if you loved this episode and again rate review subscribe we love seeing all of the reviews that we get so thank you so much for another incredible wednesday we will see you next week you are now one step closer to living your wildest life If you loved this episode, remember to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and share it with your friends. Sharing's good karma. Tag me when you guys listen on Instagram at Gabrielle Wilder. And remember that you can find all of today's info in our show notes. Babe, you are a wild one. So go out and crush those goals and start living your wildest life. You are worth it. Ready, set, see you next week.